podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Bosco's Boys podcast. Before we get into today's interview with Matt Hall, uh, let's talk about our two sponsors. Number one being LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so that you can hire the right person and do it fast. Uh, It's no wonder why someone new is hired every eight seconds at LinkedIn. Go find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn and get $50 off your first job posting. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team for $50 off your first job posting. Um, terms and conditions do apply. Our second wonderful sponsor, uh, Simple Safe Home Security. With home security, there's two ways you can go about it, protecting your home. Uh, there's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simple Safe. Uh, Simple Safe is everything you need to know and everything you need to have in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, uh, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Uh, Simple Safe blankets your home in total safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts. Uh, it alerts you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's there, but what's truly remarkable is that you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs for your safety. Uh, you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. It's only 50 cents a day uh, with no contracts. Um, it's why The Verge calls Simple Safe the best home security system. Go to simplesafe.com team today and you'll get a free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Go to Simple Safe today. Now let's get to the show with Matt Hall. It's a quick one um, where I ask him some questions and we have some fun. Let's start the show. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. It's the Bosco's Boys podcast, and we're back with a familiar face, Mr. Matt Hall. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I am really, really good, and I'm really excited to talk to you, and I miss you, and I'm ready to do this thing. Let's do this thing. Let's just jump right into it. I'm going to hit you with some basketball questions, and then some football questions, and then you know maybe you can ask me some questions, or we can just talk for what a little if- while. What if I, it, would it be really annoying if I answered every question with a question? Uh, I'm gonna try. 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 find out. And if it's really annoying for you and for the listeners through like one answer, I'm not gonna just stick to it to 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 prove a point or anything. We should try it on question one. Okay, question one. So let's just get into it, my man. What on earth happened with the recruitment of Donovan Williams? I mean, reports were he verbally committed, you know, at the end of of last week, only to change his commitment on the day that he announced. Um, can you add any more context to that? What if I were to tell you that I could? <laughs> okay, I would ask little... you. I would ask you to elaborate. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll probably not continue that gimmick. But 
man, let's just let's just be real and talk through it. And I'm going to try to watch myself and not say anything crazy, but uh, be willing to ask me questions or tell me to slow down or whatever. So because I went back and looked at this. Uh, today is Sunday. So now I think it was two Sundays ago when I first posted on the message board, um, you know, it would have seemed random to people. But, you know, hey, uh, I think things are looking better for Donovan Williams. I was watering my yard at that point when I got that information. And at that point, it didn't just look good. Like, I thought K-State was going to get him. I then think it was a Wednesday of that week where I went further and said, I, you know, if I were to predict or whatever, I would think K-State would be getting him. And I think that was the day. And I could be off a day. That could have been Thursday. But on that day, I think you would have seen me and Flano and D.Y. all throw in our, our forecast. At that point, he was committed to K-State, 100% committed to K-State. Um, he may have been for, for more than a day at that point. Uh, we had it straight from him. Um, and other sources as well, of course. Uh, the day before the announcement, um, I know K-State had his commitment video, uh, and I don't know if he ever made one for Oklahoma State. Like, maybe he has since, and I've missed it, but, you know, at 6 o'clock when he committed, you never saw an Oklahoma State commitment video. Uh, I think uh, the day before, he had a lengthy conversation with K-State. K-State was under the impression he was still committed. Uh, and then the next day... Um, I think I posted on our board at like 11.30, 11.32, something like that, six in my head, that I thought he was going to go to K-State. If I was still pressed, like five minutes later, I posted, no, he's going to Oklahoma State. At that point, he was committed to Oklahoma State. K-State knew it. And the rest is is uh, what we've seen. Jeez Louise, where do you think it went wrong? Do you think watering uh, your yard had anything to do with it? Pr- probably. I think, you know, what are they? You, you don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't water the grass before he's a cat, I think is what they say. And it's my fault. You know, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know where, we're at. let me think. I mean, that's a, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, I guess if you're, this is not to be like a cute, tricky answer to your question, you know, and I don't mean this like flippantly, but I guess it's recruiting Donovan Williams. You know what I mean? If you really have to look at it and that sounds terrible and I don't mean it that way. I don't think he's a bad kid. I think, you know, but I mean, K-State did everything right to the day of and the kid decides I'll go to Oklahoma state instead. You know, I mean, I I don't know. I think at that point, all you could point at is, well, this is a kid that in case state knew this could happen. I guess I should back up and say that they don't, they don't feel like they got screwed here. Uh, and that may surprise people. They don't feel like that. Like everyone has said, Oh, you know, they should be so mad and furious. Like that's not how they've acted or how they feel. They knew this could have happened. And as I talk to you right now, you know, on Sunday, when's this going to run tomorrow? Four twenty. Smoke okay. Up. Okay. Uh, like they probably have a commitment as people are listening to this. You know what I mean? And right. if they don't, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And maybe they're high right now and they're not going to hold me to this, you know? Yeah. But so like K-State <laughs> was ready for this and it may already be sewn up by the time they're listening to this episode. So like, uh, if they messed up, it was, you know, they, that they, that they tried it, but I, I think they took a risk that was probably worth it. It didn't work out. I think they'll have the scholarship filled up with the flair they wanted and people will recognize, and I think it'll be okay. I think, um, well, here's the facts. This can happen in every single recruiting scenario. Um, right. It's a learn. I think it's a learning experience for fans that they already have missed many learning experiences in the past, but people need to chill out, I think, regardless of you know whatever information they think they have. Not saying that you guys is your sure. info is bad. What you're reporting is bad, but it's like these are. It always boils down to the choice of an individual, and it can go down to the last hour. I don't understand why people take these things as gospel. I mean, 
he's a four star high highly recruited kid. He's, right. It's we are gonna lose those a lot most of the time. And I, and I think it. too. And I, yeah, and I think too, and, and this will sound self-serving, and maybe it is. Maybe I need to recognize who I am. But like, when I say stuff like it's not done, like I mean that. It's not me like covering my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I actually mean that when I'm typing it. So when I go back and people say, "Oh, you said he was committed," I look at it and I say, "I told you he was committed. I told you." Like I wrote in the post word for word. Until it's done, I don't feel like it's done. And then it changes. And I tell you before it's announced, it changes. And I think, man, what else could I have possibly said other than just keeping my mouth shut and saying nothing? And I'm not taking that as criticism from you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I don't at all. And maybe, again, I just need to understand it is what it is. But so I do wish fans, members, whoever would read that stuff and take it literally, because when it's not done, it's not done. And and when the staff's not flipping out about this kid's decision, maybe maybe we as fans don't have to as well. Right. I mean, it's not done until it's. It's official on kstatesports.com. You gotta just right. You gotta That's go true. with the best source. You gotta just wait. Just wait till it's done. It's not done until it's done. So right. that leaves us with what one open scholarship for 2020. What do you believe the basketball right. team will will do to fill that final scholarship? And I, I mean, I think that you know. Let's see. How do I say this? You've already kind of alluded oh. to what may happen. Yeah, I mean, it, well, let's just be real, I guess. Uh, I, I've said on the old the old KSO Foundations today that I think K-State's the favorite to get Carlton Lingard. Uh, he was a four-star junior college big man from Rivals. They reevaluated and knocked him down to three. And as dumb as this sounds, and people are going to be like, what are you talking about? I think K-State might even agree with that evaluation, and I'll talk about that more in the future, you know, on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rivals likes him. K-State likes him. This kid is very young and has played very little basketball, and he's like 6'11", 200 pounds. Um uh, there, he, I think I think both rivals and K State think he has a very high future, but if you're going to throw a four star label on a junior college kid, I think you need to think he's ready to come in and be a big time player. And I don't think either think that, you know, like right now um, for him. But uh, a number of committable offers throughout the process from high majors. Um, I think K State, if I'm being transparent, I think K State's the favorite to get that commitment from him. That will be announced sometime on Monday. Um, and if they do, that'll be it. They'll be wrapped up for 2020. It's a player they're they're happy to get. Um, and, and that'll be, that'll be that. Now, when you say this kid is very young, what do you Meaning, mean by that? Like, is good he question. A, he's a, he'll small, be a very, very small child or that's a great question. He, uh, he will be like a true sophomore next season. So when I say a junior college player, this isn't some third year junior two to play two, you know, he'd be a four to play three junior college player. And he hasn't played much basketball. Like he meaning like he doesn't, he doesn't have loads of AAU experience, Again, just one year in junior college basketball. He's only 200 pounds on a near seven foot frame. Like he needs to physically develop, but he's very skilled. You know, he shot over 70% for the foul line last year. He averaged 14, over 13 points a game. Um, he shot, now this isn't going to excite people, but he shot like 27% from three. That's not good, but he's a seven foot player who's like new to basketball and he can, he's a, so a 70% foul shooter and he'll make one out of three or so threes. Like there's a lot of skill and athleticism there. He's just like literally young, and his body is not developed physically yet. I like to hear that. Um, so six eleven, there's always a lot of pause. I think at least maybe now when people talk about recruit, uh, you know, Bruce Weber recruiting big guys and how, how how does he fit into the system? You know, people talk about how good McCall Maywean was for for Bruce Weber's system, but. A lot of people think McCall Maywean is a very bad basketball player. 
Sure. How does this how does this kid fit in um, coming into Bruce's system? Is he more apt to that? You know, I, I don't know that he is or isn't. He would be probably perceived as a better a better junior college recruit than McCall Wayne, like from a rankings perspective. Now, McCall Wayne was a top 150 high school recruit. You know, I mean, before a junior college player, so maybe that's not even true. I think this kid had more options. I think I think if you're just asking in a general perception, who is seen as a better recruit, McCall Moeen or Carlton Lingard? I think I think uh, Eric Bossy. I don't want to speak for him, and maybe I'll ask him. He would probably say Carlton Lingard um, coming into it. So he's a higher level, I would say, than that. But people have a right to have those concerns. Austin Trice was a higher level than that, and he didn't pan out. You know, for K State. Um, wow. Uh, out, out, you know, I mean, so yeah, I'm, he. When you're signing spring recruits on on you know April 20th or whatever it is, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Yep, this kid is is uh you know you're adding Marcus Canby into the lineup. I don't know why I thought of Marcus Canby. You know that's pretty fresh, a pretty fresh reference. Like I'm not going to pretend that he's a project um, and he, they would need to work with him. But he is a project. When I say project, who loads of Power Five schools gave a committable offer to over this process and wanted throughout this time. Um, it's a it's a good commitment at this point. We'll see what it turns into, um, but I think it's a guy that uh, you would hope in a year or two maybe becomes a really good player for K State. I would hope so. Um, what is the basketball team doing right now, dealing with this nationwide shutdown? You know, associated with COVID nineteen. Uh, I mean, that's a really good question, uh, and, I, and I've got a chance to talk to a number of people in the program. Some, you know, on and off the record, we had a, uh, a deal with Bruce Weber last Wednesday, and then of course, people know we have relationships with the coaches and that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, everything is just is just virtual. You know, they like they feel like they have a routine. They feel like they understand how to communicate with each other as a staff and as players. They're able to get you know strength and conditioning info to the staff, excuse me, to the players, and communicate that back and forth, vice versa. Um, there's a lot of individual communication that's allowed, but. Um, it's not normal. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, it's, it's a course not normal and I don't know when it's going to be and they don't, and they don't either. And it changes everything about, you know, both sports, you know, football and basketball. I mean, everything. Um, but I, I do think they would say that they're confident that they're, that, you know, that they know what they're doing right now and that they at least are communicating with everybody. Uh, they're very excited, like very excited. And, and a person could have their own opinion, whether that's good or bad. I, I'm not, you know, telling you how to agree or not agree, but they're very excited about this incoming recruiting class. So their mood is awesome right now, um, and I think they're handling it, you know, relatively well. Any big takeaways from the Bruce Weber Zoom press conference? If folks missed it, I don't think so, and that sounds terrible because, like, I'm not telling you not to go watch it. Like, I think it was interesting, but I don't think there was some fact that was dropped there that was like, oh boy. Nobody knew this. Like there were some good answers about David Sloan in there. And, and, you know, I think I even had some back and forth on the board. Uh, K-State did not run David Sloan off. K-State liked David Sloan. K-State wanted David Sloan back. When I, when people say things like there was some, some role confusion, that doesn't mean K-State called David Sloan up and said, Hey dude, we don't want you because Nigel Pack's really good. I would leave. That's not what happened. They wanted him back. Um, and I think there was, and Bruce, what we talked about in the, uh, in the call, that they believe the K-State staff does that if this wasn't going on, you know, meaning this pandemic and such that um, and he was here and they were looking each other face to face and talking, they probably would have figured it out. But that didn't happen. Um, so I think that was interesting and probably newsworthy coming out of that. But I, but I think everything else was just interesting to hear him talk basketball and hear their mood and that kind of stuff. But, you know, news wise or something that, uh, you know, people didn't know factually before. There's not a whole lot that, that's probably different. Yeah. Were you personally surprised by Sloan's departure? 
Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you probably know like stuff that I know, you know, like behind the scenes and, and I had heard stuff for a little while and, and I kind of, to be honest, I, I don't know if dismissed is the right word. Like I listened to it and then I'd see like tweets, you know, about David Sloan's like, you know, yeah. returning and stuff like that. And then I kind of like, well, I guess, you know, I guess never mind. you know, I mean, must be good. And then like three days later he's gone and I'm like, well, I'm a dumb, well, I can, I'm on, I, I can say I'm a dumb ass on this show. I got my dumb ass, you know? So, so I was surprised even though people were kind enough to, you know, give me a heads up. It could be happening. So I was kind of aware. And then I said, no, it must be good. And then I was surprised. So, yeah. I was certainly surprised. I don't yeah. know even a fraction of the stuff that you know. So I, you're giving me way too much credit. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, action. You cut out. You, you're cutting out on me a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. My mic, my mic boot in my back. Okay. You're well, back. no, my, my, my statement, which was really valuable and added a lot to the show, was I think you probably know a fraction. Yeah, that's true. You well, know. usually the stuff I know pretty much comes from you, so. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that may, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think you're, I think you're being very kind right now. Let's pivot to football. Um, how surprised were you when the news of Keandre Thomas decided, uh, you know, how, how, how surprised were you that he committed to K-State? Uh, 100% surprised. Like, and I don't say that in trying to overbuild the hype around it. You know what I mean? I say it and that I had no idea. Like, I never, I had no, and, I, and I'm just being transparent. Like we, we do know a lot of stuff sometimes. Sometimes we don't. We do nothing about this. It caught us 100% by surprise. We had no tip off. Uh, I got a DM from like another rivals publisher 28 minutes after he announced, saying, "Hey, do you know this has happened?" And <laughs> and I said, "Nope, sure don't." Like that was right in like Donovan Williams mania, you know. I mean, so uh, I knew nothing about it. Like I was typing on the message board. In real time, oh, he had 22 tackles last year. Enter, you know, and so I'm not. I'm gonna. That's a. Uh, I'm not. I, I know that's not uh, great for our business or or proving how much I know and why you need us. But we were shocked by this. We didn't know it. We've you know learned a lot about him since. And K State's been very you know helpful in getting us uh, to learn about him, and we're, and we're really excited to learn about him. But we knew nothing going into it, and it really stunned me. So since he's committed, have you been able to learn you know a little bit about this kid? What is he going to bring to our secondary? It's a situation where it's interesting because, you know, obviously you have, and I'll forget names because, like, it seems like everyone's back, but obviously, at least as your name, your corners, you have AJ Parker, you know, and Walter Neal on the outside and Jared McPherson all back. So you would think you don't really have an opening spot at corner. And a lot of, and this kid started four games at Minnesota last year and is more or less leaving, like anybody leaves. David, someone we talked about earlier because of perception of a better opportunity somewhere else. So what I'm getting at is he thinks he can start at K State, and K State has returning starters. Um, and I know K-State's staff thinks he can start at K-State. So I don't know who that means he's better than or or who they're not guaranteeing he is, of course. But um, it's a guy who started 10 games there. He was recruited by the staff before P.J. Fleck. Um, so there wasn't you know any real tie to the staff that was already there. They had taken a transfer from Michigan at corner who was now playing over him. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, at, a, at his high school camps ran in the high four threes, low four fours. So, I mean, those were real times, at least at the time before I put on some more size, he, he, he's just, he's a good athlete. Um, he's a, a, a real big 12 starting caliber cornerback. Like I'm not trying to guarantee or overhype it again. And I don't know that he's a better player than either of those guys, meaning Parker or Neil, but I bet he's going to push him. And it would be surprising to me if he's, if he's not a similar caliber player to those two guys, if not, if not perhaps better. Well, whether he's a starter or not, qual- he will bring you know quality depth competition, and that's what makes yeah. a good roster. So, even bigger though, how big was the pickup of Briley Moore 
Uh, yeah, this one I, I pro- I'm probably not hyping enough because I, I really get afraid of being the oh look at this you know what a big big deal but it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. Um, Nick Leonard's is a good football player and he's going to play a lot next year but he sh- he struggled in the passing game this year and he's dropped some weight and he feels better and he's healthier and you may see two good pass catchers there tied in with those two but we know Briley Moore will be um, what he's done at Northern Iowa like we understand how stuff transitions. You know, he had good games against really good North Dakota State teams, so he didn't just do it against other FCS teams. He's a You've seen pictures and stuff and seen the video. He's physically very impressive. He is a potential NFL player at, at, at tight end. Um, uh, he's a guy that, you know, if we're sitting here just talk, throwing around over-unders on, on April 20th when there's, you know, no spring practice and we don't know if there's going to be a season, uh, I think he's going to probably have more than 400 receiving guards next year as a K-State tight end, and that would be wild. So, it's a big deal because we've talked so much about how important that tight end uh, fullback H back position is. And now K state has basically added at least a borderline senior experienced NFL prospect to that position that it didn't have before. So you anticipate he will come in and have like an immediate offensive impact. I, I think so. Yeah. And I, I'm still used to the old days where like, I, and this is not me knocking Bill Snyder, but like I understood guys really had to earn it. And I waited and waited and waited before I predicted a newcomer would like, yeah, this, this is somebody that as a fan, you probably should expect can be a day one starter with Leonard's If you're starting two tight ends and a guy who makes K state a better team uh, from day one next year. Were there other strong contenders courting more? Missouri and Baylor, if I remember right, uh, were the final three. And I know he had offers beyond that, but I mean, Missouri and Baylor would have been thrilled to take him and both, you know, thought the same of K-State and looked at him as a, as a day one starter, potentially at tight end. And uh, those are at least, if nothing else, whatever you think of Missouri and Baylor, you know, they're two major conference power five football teams. Best tight end since that, Tannehill. Was, it, was that a good description? I said, whatever you think of Missouri and Baylor, they're both, they're both power five football teams. Well... I mean, Baylor was in the Big 12 championship last year. Obviously, their coach departed, but, right. um, you know, they were a talented football team and had a successful season, and I don't know. I mean, competing with Baylor is obviously probably a positive. Right. Missouri, maybe not so much, but Power 5 is Power 5. Yeah. I think I think in the best since Tannehill, like I'm trying to run through my head, but, y- yeah, I mean – yeah, I think that's very reasonable to to uh, believe, and um, I, I think I think that's a very fair comparison. I think if you're looking for comparisons or a guy who could put up similar numbers, that's probably the closest we've had since uh, like Russ Campbell. Yeah, you know, I still feel like we underutilized Tannehill in terms of offensive impact. He was such a great blocker, but man, he every time. I mean, and I'm a little biased because obviously I lived with him, but right. It felt like he was open all the time, and anytime we would actually like pass the tight end, it would not be him. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they probably just didn't like him. I mean, did you like him? Um, let's I don't on. know him. Like, I mean, like we've talked on Twitter and stuff, so I like just talking this like really passive trash on him, and I don't think we've ever spoke. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's really really big, so oh, I would ugh. I would not. You know, I'd hesitate to say really anything bad about him. Okay. You're about All the right. same well, side. You're a big guy, too, though. Uh, I don't know. I feel You're like he would probably. No, I was, I was just it's exactly. One of us was like a D1, like, <laughs> tight end who played and started and made plays, and the other one did not play high school football. Yeah, so. So there's that. 
Now, unfortunately, we lost out on defensive end William Bradley King from Kansas City. Um, are there any other grad transfers that K-State's going after, you know, for the 2020 season that you know about? Uh, not that I know about for sure. And not that this is, uh, you know, like a, a black and white hard fact, but I, I have K-State at 85 scholarships right now, um, which is great news. Like, that's a good thing. And they don't have to be at that number right now. You know, I mean, th- there's some wiggle room there. Um, but uh, I, I don't think there's a lot more coming because that 85, and I could be wrong, and if somebody had, you know, I, I could get my own work wrong here, but I don't think that even counts Hadley Panzer. I think Panzer would put him at 86, I want to say, um, who's not on scholarship yet. So, so I, you know, there's always going to be attrition. More guys will leave. I mean, when you have, a, you know, counting walk-ons, 100-plus kids on a team, do pe- these people do leave. But now you're at the 85 scholarship limit. Uh, I don't think they're looking for a lot more. But sure, yeah, some dude popped up, Nova Jabril Cox, uh, tore up his this. I'm just making a joke, you know. Tore up his LSU papers, and they said, "Oh, they didn't count," and wanted to go to K State. Like I bet it would work out, you know what I mean? But, but I don't think uh, I don't think they're trying. I don't think they're actively trying to add more right now. All right. What if any news? Another. I have another Zoom press conference question for you. Any news okay. that came out of football Zoom press conferences that you'd like to touch on? Let me let me let's walk back through them. We start. Joe Klanerman was the first one. Um, you know, he's he's just fun to listen to. Uh, very, very intelligent. Was was honest about play calling being the biggest difference between the two roles. Uh, he's excited, I know, to be able to kind of use the title he has now in the recruiting trail, which is an exciting thing to use. And he's just good to listen to. Uh, Van Mullen was next. He immediately called me old, um, like in front of everybody. And just you know, like said that I have gray hairs and that I can't grasp things like young people or something like that. I'm not making this up, you know, like um, – <laughs> It really hurt my feelings, uh, but he was really good, really, really direct and honest. Like, you know, he was uh, he got a new title, too, and he more or less said, yeah, the the, the passing game quarter type thing, like, yes, that doesn't really – I, I don't want to misquote him, and it does matter because he's earned it, but he didn't act like it really meant anything. He did talk about the associate head coach, you know, meaning things, and there are tasks that Chris Kleiman used to do that he does now, and, like, that's fascinating because – I don't want to speak for you, but when I see those titles, I always think that's not real. He's just getting more money, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, maybe he's, you know, whatever it is. But like when he says that, I believe him. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He got the title and now he does some things that a head coach would do. Um, then we would have had Colin Klein would have been the next in order. No, it would have been, I don't remember if it was Messingham or Klein, but one of those two is next. But I think the message from both of those that really interested me was they both talked about Will Howard has already added about 10 pounds. And I don't know if I've said this publicly. I think I have. I think I've said it on our message board. I may have said it to you guys. I know I've said it at least privately to D.Y. and Flanders. But I was like, when I saw Will Howard, I was like, I know he's young, but that guy is thin. And they're like, yeah, big deal. I'm like, no, he is thin. You know, I mean, like, I, I feel like he's a long ways from having. And, and I, we don't, it's like they need him next year. He'll be a true, you know what I'm talking about? But like that kid really needs to add some size. And then to hear Messingham and Klein talk about how he had lost a lot of weight, like playing basketball, meaning Will Howard and really had that kind of body. It kind of made sense. They talked about both of them said kind of unprompted how much weight he's added and muscle since he's got here. So I think that was the biggest news from them. And then we had Chris Kleiman after that. Um, oh man, he said so much. He yeah, gosh, I'm trying to think back. I personally probably just need to watch it. It doesn't have to be on ours. It's all over the place. But I thought he was really fascinating to watch because he covered so many different things in a lot of, I thought, really sincere ways and didn't didn't dodge anything and um, just a lot of interesting topics. And it's good to hear football talk, I think, during a time like this. It is. Um, yeah, lots of talk, obviously, weighing the chances on a national scale of having a football season at all. Is there anything, right. I mean, 
I don't know if you know more than me. Is there anything latest that you've heard? Is anything specific from a K-State yeah. point of view? Yes, yes and no. I mean, what I could tell you is, like, I've had, I think, what I consider to be, like, really smart, connected, intelligent people, like, give me very conflicting, like, probably well-sourced information. Like, in, in whether it's reporting or just gossip or rumors all the time, like, more people than one could be right, you know what I mean, on different things. Right. Um, and I guess what I, it just, it all contradicts each other. You know I mean? It all almost counteracts. I have people that I hear who I think, I, or all, I would say this, they're always right or always well-sourced, and they're saying, it's not going to happen. Like, I blah, 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 tells me, tell, and then I have people who are always right, always well-sourced, saying there's six different things we can do. Here's all the plans we have. One is absolutely going to work. It's, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Uh, my gut, uh, this is all gut feeling. I think it happens in some manner at some point. I think, I don't think we miss a football season. But, I, but that's a gut feeling because I, I guess I just hear too many different ways it could happen to think it's just not going to. But I don't know when, and I bet it feels different. I don't know what that means, but I bet it feels different somehow. Yeah, I just I don't think anyone really knows jack shit about anything Nobody does. regarding yeah. the situation. It's it's too early. I mean, it's it's April for God's sake. We don't right. know. It's it's too early. So if it's somebody's just a really saying stupid question from me, no, it's not. It's a good question because it's what people want to know, and I know how you mean it. But yeah, I want to say this: if somebody's factually saying on anywhere, it's they don't know. Nobody. I don't think like Roger Goodell doesn't know. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like no, nobody knows. Uh, if football's being played next year or not. So, yeah, if anybody's telling with factually that they know, that's I, just, I don't buy that. I don't either, man. And that's all I've got for you today. This is a short one, just a quick Oof. half hour. Um, next week is our April Q&A show. So starting right now, send in your questions using the hashtag AskBosco. Ask us whatever you want, and we will answer it to the best of our ability. Matt, I'm going to challenge you, actually, to ask us three questions for this next okay. show. So you got to submit three questions. Um, it will be easy. We're going to end the show on what do we how do we want to end this one? Last time I was with Scott, I was giving suggestions of what we, people could watch during this time. Is there anything mm-hmm. new, any new shows you're watching? And what are you doing to to kind of, you know, well, some time? Going to watch the Jordan doc tonight, but that's not creative. Like everybody's going to watch that. So yeah, that that'll be good. Um if everybody hasn't like like just gone to YouTube and typed in Stephen Brule yeah, S T E V E N space B R U L E, and watch like everything that's ever happened from him. Like I would tell him to do that. Yeah, there's a new show actually with uh, Tim and Eric. Let's see. Here. Have you have you seen the Mister America movie? Uh, I have not, but so I'll have did to you, check that did, out. Did you and I ever watch any of the trial of Tim Heidecker? Do you remember oh, that yes. at all? Yeah, we watched a little bit of that. Okay, well, this movie is a movie. Uh, spun off from that, where that that Heidecker character is now running for like district office against Rossetti, that attorney who tried to prosecute him. So there's a new like Tim and Eric's show. It's called Beef House. Um, <laughs> it sounds pre- pretty, it's like good. a new, it's like a multi-camera sitcom style. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I haven't seen it. I've been watching a show called Ugly. I've been super into like cooking shows and food really? shows. Like you know, like. Uh, are you, are you, Bourdain style traveling and eating new cultures or food at, food from new cultures. So I've been watching this show called Ugly Delicious and it's it's getting me fatter because I just instantly will order food along the same ilk of of what I'm watching. So you, you know, I want to say, but it's great. I, I want to say one complaint. You know, my life's been very unaffected by all of this. Like I'm probably about the luckiest person in America. But I'll tell you what. 
Like there's nobody who delivers to where I live. Nobody. <laughs> that's like, true. that's, that's a lonely feeling, man. You know, like, uh, I just wish somebody would deliver here. I just got some delivery. I just got some Chinese. What'd you get? I got some Chinese food. It was yeah, pretty, we, we, pretty good. Can't, we can't do that. Well, we're all thinking about you in this Thank you. very tough time that you can't get delivery. Um, anything you want to plug? Now's your um, chance. Uh, no, because that's not what I'm here for. All right. Well, okay. I'll plug it for you. Head of kstateonline.com. <laughs> Um, and subscribe to the Rivals K-State site. Uh, it's the best place to get K-State news, and uh, maybe you'll make a new friend there. Who knows? Oh, um, that's going to do it for us. Um, th- thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, you're definitely the number one guest of all time, so it's always nice to have you. My alarm's going off. It's telling me I'm supposed to get on the show now, actually. All right. Well, maybe we can run it back. Okay. Sounds good. All right. See you, man. Bye. Thanks again to Matt Hall, of course, for coming on the show. As always, um, make sure you head to linkedin.com slash team and simplysafe.com slash team to claim your rewards. Um, Everybody stay safe out there. Stay home as best you can. And uh, best of luck. We love you. Meet me at the Cathead. Oh, okay.